Emily's Live. Welcome to Emily is Live with me, Emily Dolan Davis. Come and hang out whilst I share my experiences in the music industry. You can ask me questions live and we can get you one step closer to your professional dreams. Hi, hello. I am so sorry. I am on early and the reason is, is because I've been sat in the chat for the last like half an hour and I'm just like, you know, when you're just chomping at the bit to kind of just get going, I'm, I'm there. Partly because I learned something new today that has made me so happy. So, David Lamids, David Frontman, who is one of the regulars, I've just realised I'm a bit off centre here. Not sure that my OCD is happy with that. But anyway, um, so David Lamids, who lives in Georgia, said that in Georgian, if you put co at the end of someone's name, it means that they're awesome. Well, you can imagine the field day I'm having in my head right now. So I'm planning on addressing everyone that is in the room right now with a co at the end, because as far as I'm concerned, if you're here in the room with me right now, you are co. You are awesome. So yeah, that I've decided is the theme for today. And in all fairness, I've been so consumed with this whole co situation as we were coming online uh, as I was going live. I'm not even really thinking about the thing that I was going to talk about today. That's just how it is. So today is going to be a little bit more of a rambling session, but I know that you guys love it. So I'm going to give a quick shout out to all the people that have been in for like the last half an hour, essentially. So uh, Nathan Co. How you doing? Nathan Co. is in. We have also got... Oh, we've been talking about mince pies. Nathan Coe. He is the king of the mince pie. So if you want to know what the best mince pie is that is out in the UK right now, apparently it's Tesco's Brandy and Port mince pie, according to Nathan Coe. And I'm telling you now, I trust him implicitly with his judgment on mince pies. So who else is in? We have also got David Coe is in, David Frontman Limits Coe. How you doing? Uh, Joe Co. Joe Perkins is in, a beautiful artist who, Joe, I need to email you back. Sorry about that, but Joe Co, you rock, we love you. Um, who else is in? Danco is in. I was saying on the chat, incidentally, Danco, Rick Danco, is just one of my favourite bass players ever. Uh, he used to play with the band. He's unfortunately not not around anymore, unfortunately. Um, who else? Simone Co is in. Hello, Simone. I hope you're well. Always lovely to see you. So, yes, you got my message. Okay, yes, you did say thank you for the, the video, so I'm glad that you got my message because um, Simone Co sent me an email and I totally misplaced it because I'm rubbish, but that's okay. I know that about myself and most people that know me know that I'm, I'm rubbish. Fernando Co is in. Hello, Fernando Ribeiro Neto Co. How you doing? Um, <laughs> Brandon is in. Yes, Badger Co. How are you? Which is funny because your company is called the Badger Drum Company. I'm pretty sure that's what it is on... Instagram. I'm suddenly just second guessing myself. Anyway, Brandon Co. Lovely to have you in. So um, I will come back to the chat in a little bit, but let's uh, let me just get on with what the the subject for today is. Now, this subject came about because I do a lot of interviews for people, and and this can either be kind of podcast interviews. These can be interviews for like dissertation uh, dissertations. Ben, I don't know today's theme. Alexa doesn't know today's theme, but you do because you're here. Um, yeah, anyway, so it can be dissertations. It can also be, um, I did one literally three days ago for a magazine article for the Musicians Union magazine. And there's been this question that has come up so often 
in the past like I want to say year and I don't know I don't know why I don't know whether this is a buzzword topic or, or I don't know but I found myself answering it a lot and consequently as I often do you know I'm no good at just sort of going oh that's interesting I always like reflecting on stuff like why is this that and why has that happened and maybe it's because of this and blah, 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 blah. but the question has sort of surrounded this idea of what is more important quality or quantity now like I say these have been in from multiple interviews this same question and like I say so one of them was for uh, it was someone that was doing a dissertation about social media and the musician basically um, and they asked me that what what is more important and so it was like oh okay what is more important in terms of quantity and quality then it was someone else who was talking to me about uh, the recording studio and and drum stem club that was it and it was what's better quality or quantity and anyway all these different threads and all these different sort of like surroundings of people asking this I just thought maybe it'd be a really interesting question to pose to you and um, I know that usually this is well this is gonna the only reason that I so right let me finish a sentence I would love for this to be more real time so that we can have a proper discussion but the reality is it's really difficult for me to read the comments and talk and not get distracted because as you know I get very distracted very very easily um so I will talk on this but I really 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 want to hear your thoughts on what you think is more valuable to you I don't think there's a right answer but I will give you my answer because it's my what I've lived and and let me just get back to where where I sort of encountered this idea of what's better quality or quantity because so back when I was I want to say maybe 20 21 that sort of area of age I was obsessed with being perfect I wanted to be like the best drummer I could I well the best in the world I know now know that doesn't really exist it's preference it's artistic it's subjection anyway but I wanted to be the best and I would incessantly and uh, like obsessively I should say research what my favorite drummers or what the best drummers in the world did to become the best that they were and I I would just yeah I would obsess over this I would read biographies I would read interviews I would watch documentaries I would just get I would talk to them I would just do everything I could to work out what this common thread was um, that made them so brilliant because at that time when I was about 20 years old I was so obsessed with being perfect that what it actually did was it ended up making me not do anything and being completely unable to take any sort of action because as far as I was concerned if it wasn't perfect it wasn't worth doing and not only that I was terrified of being judged and you know putting something out there that people were like she's rubbish I always had it in my head that I wasn't very good you know we all had suffer with self-esteem issues and imposter syndrome and all of that I had it it was rife but what it meant was that it really consumed me and it made me just not do anything and um, yeah so what happened was I started researching into different drummers that I really loved and what they did and there was this common theme that all of them were just working a lot and let's take away the working side of it they were just playing a lot it's one thing to be working and being paid whatever that's kind of a separate entity I, I felt like let's just take those two things apart because the bottom line is whether they were working for money or whatever um, they were playing a lot and it made me realize that actually for me personally 
it wasn't about whether the quality of what I was doing was good enough at that time. What it, what it should have been about and what I made it about was just having so much experience and playing so much that inevitably my quality of playing then would go up. And this idea of just stopping focusing on anything being perfect, but just going and doing something and doing it a lot, it literally changed my life. And I feel like it potentially could have been the difference between me carrying on in my career as I have and stopping and just going, do you know what? I'm just not good enough. Because that was the underlying feeling of the whole of my life and existence, especially at that time. So I sort of realized this in my early 20s. I, I mean, I was already playing with a ton of people, but I really just went for it. And it was all about playing with different people. It was about playing to music, recording myself and listening back and doing it consistently and a lot, even down to like charting songs. So we were talking about charting songs in the chat just before I came live because Nathan very kindly said that he did a gig, um, I think it was this weekend or it was last weekend, with a band that had a whole set of new songs that he had never played and what he did was charted them all and he referenced uh, a video that I made a couple of years ago or something uh, about how to chart uh, songs on drums and he said that that was really really helpful um the only reason firstly thank you nathan co that really means a lot to me but the point is the only reason that i'm any good at that and i can then share that knowledge is because i became obsessed with just doing it a lot when i started out i was slow i they were not accurate it was painful it would take me hours to do just one chart and these are not detailed charts these are like roadmaps they are very brief but what I did was I sort of planned out right every day. It would start out every day I would do one song. Just one song, chart it, move on. Next day, just do one song. I may have given myself weekends off, maybe. It depends how. I, I don't remember that well back all the way then. But then gradually it became, you know, two charts a day and then it became three charts a day up until the point where I was getting called for gigs and there would be 40 songs on a set list and I could chart them all and do them all within a few hours. That kind of skill... You don't learn that when you're under the cloche and all of a sudden you have to learn to chart straight away and go and it has to be perfect. It was years of just doing it and then by default getting good enough at it that I can now trust my charts pretty much implicitly. I'd say like 99.99999% of the time if I've written a chart for a song that we're going to play, it's going to be right. I can trust it and I'm happy and it makes me comfortable. But again, it's just because I've done it so much. So again, the quality came, but it started out just being quantity. The quality was awful at the beginning, absolutely awful. Now the same can be said for um, putting out videos, for instance, or content on social media. I think I mentioned that was the kind of, that was the surrounding for the question for this thesis that someone was doing about social media. And it was like, you know, what is important? Should you just be putting out there, putting, sorry, quality content out there? Now, I love a bit of quality content, I do, but, if I were to pick between quantity and quality, it's got to be quantity. And the reason for that is, again, A, you just get better by default every time you do something more. Like, the more you put out there, the better you're going to get. But the other bonus with things like that especially is that you get feedback and you know what is working, what's not working, what are people responding to, what are people not responding to. And then there's another level, which is if you're posting on social media because of your business or because of your career, what you want to do, you are top of mind with people. You are part of their day-to-day -day 
routine, I suppose. They go onto Instagram, they scroll, they see a post from you, they might like it, they might not, they might scroll on if they don't like it. Doesn't matter, it's a split second, they probably won't even remember it later on. However, if they're thinking about, oh, I really need a guitarist for this gig, oh, I'm just gonna jump on Instagram just to generally scroll. Oh, look, there's that guitarist. I wonder, they might be quite good actually for this thing. Moments like that literally will change your career like that. And you're not even gonna know about it either, which is just the most hilarious thing ever. So I feel like for me, quality comes after time, but I think that to focus on quantity is a really good thing, especially early doors with certain things. I think if you can just do things a lot. So there's another thing, um, I posted this on, I think I, yeah, I did post it on Instagram and on TikTok. So there was this guy uh, and he was saying, uh, telling this story and, and I just, it resonated so much with me. I'd heard it before, but in a slightly different context. So I don't know whether it was the same story just with different characters, if you like. But there was this experiment that was done and it was an art teacher. Now the art teacher had a group of students split this class of students into two groups. The first group were asked after one month to basically just produce one piece of work and it had to be as good as it can be, you know, just one piece. The other class had to do 30 pieces of work. So one piece of work every day, or no, maybe it was as many as they could, but the emphasis was not on the final piece. What this meant was inevitably when the teacher got to the end of the month, the students that did better were the ones that had done 30 or more pieces of smaller work to get to this final piece of work versus this one piece of work that the other group had done. And that's because they had experimented, they had made mistakes, they had found out what worked, what didn't, you know, what worked for them. That's the other thing. It's not just about giving to other people. It's about what works for you. Um, and I just thought that was such an interesting thing. And as I say, because I am incapable of just listening to stories and not then examining my life and my journey and, you know, it's just part of who I am. I realized that it was a huge part of why I'm able to do what I do to this day, even in this new studio, right? So, and, and it was the same in the old studio. I'm still learning this space. I'm still learning how the mics are picking up different parts of the drums, the room, the whole thing, the setup, you know, how things are reacting, how my preamps are then reacting. But anyway, the point is, rather than trying to obsess over just creating like the perfect thing, I'm just trying to create lots of things at the moment. So lots of drum stem packs, like every day I'm trying to do a little bit towards drum stem club, which is great because it means I get to release content for you, which by the way, the first official pack from emilydrums.com 2.0 will be out on Wednesday on the 3rd of November. So if you're interested in that, go to drumstemclub.com. I'm so excited. But the point is, it's not perfect. It's definitely not perfect, but it's something and I've already started on the next pack and the next one is a little bit better. In fact, the next one will be out the following Wednesday. The third one I started doing today and that is so much better than those two put together, but it's just because I've been doing more of it and I've been learning the space. I've been learning how to manipulate it with what I've got right now and I love it. It's the same with I'm filming videos and choosing different, you know, angles, even like this. You wanna know what happened today? So this was fun. So I'm recording this right now, live streaming. And if you're, if you're listening back on the podcast, I apologize, you can't see visually, but I was sat here and it was like 2.30 and I realized there was just sunlight streaming in on my face, which is lovely. Sunlight, beautiful, amazing. However, not great for camera. So I was like, oh, well, I need to adjust to this. So now, do you wanna see what's happened now? Let's see if I can get, there we go. 
bed sheet. Bed sheet on a couple of microphone stands. But that's just what you do. You adapt and you go with it. I now know that I need to get some proper curtains in here because although it's wonderful having daylight and sunlight, actually it's not great for camera sometimes. So I think my take on it is, I think it's quite obvious what my take on it is. Whatever you're trying to do, if you feel like being perfect is stopping you from doing something, switch your focus up. Forget about perfect. Just think, I'm just going to do something every day and then move on. And it's not about, you know, doing a little bit on one project every day. It's not even that. It's just doing something and then letting it go and starting again. Or even better, if you are if you are strong enough and confident enough, and I'm sure you are, I believe in you, but if you're confident enough to put it out into the ether, into the internet world wide web, that will exponentially help you in terms of your productivity and then the quality of what you're doing because it adds an element of accountability which is really interesting just how that affects how you do things i'll be completely honest so for those that were on my live streams a lot with emilydrums.com when i was doing them regularly a big part of the reason that i was doing that was because I wanted to up my game. I wanted to up my performance skills when I was recording. And I knew that if I had an audience, I would do more. I would do more than I could do before. And that's because I was so worried of being embarrassed that it wasn't good enough that I, I just by default would do better. So that was actually one of the reasons that I started doing the live streams at emilydrums.com at the old studio. Now, it's not relevant now because, you know, the level that I'm working at, I'm happy with. And I'm not saying I'm not always trying to push it to a better level. I am constantly every day. But again, it's not about being perfect and, and the quality will rise. Don't worry about that. The quality will rise. Just focus on the day-to-day -day little wins that you can get. You know, put out an extra post. You know, do another track. Record another video and just keep doing it. And you will get better. You will get quicker. You will understand what works and what doesn't quicker. And I think that that is, that's my approach at least to how I approach everything that I do. So I hope that that helps you in some way. But like I say, if you disagree, and I feel like people can be quite... Uh, extreme with their views with this tell me I'm well up for a discussion I love a good discussion so please do so right what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna head over to some questions that I had beforehand one of which was Dan Lee Co who was in the room uh, before we went live and asked me something which I thought was really good and sort of actually ties in with this so I will go to that if you're listening back or watching back after the fact, then head to emilyislive.com and then you can join us live on the chat. We can have fun. It's 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 a madhouse here, but we love it. So where are my questions? That's the question. Don't tell me I closed the window. I only went and closed the window, didn't I? Well, that's silly. Uh, right, give me a moment. Sorry, I, I feel like I should have some da da da, like elevator music, la da 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 da. Here we go. Right. So the first question was from, uh, oh, by the way, after I do this, I will go to the live to the room so we can have a chat, ask any questions that you have live in the room. And yeah, we'll come back to that. So the first question was from Dan Lico, uh, just before we went live. So in relation to this is in line with the social media thing a little bit. Dan Co says, how do you know what to post? 
on social media, on Instagram. So I was saying that I had uh, consciously noted that he is a trainer enthusiast, a shoe enthusiast, I don't know. But he was saying, you know, oh, thank you, but I honestly don't know what to post. When I was traveling, Instagram didn't exist, so I don't know what to post. I think that a lot of people struggle with this. I think that, you know, people don't know what to post. I didn't know what to post. I really didn't. I was like, I am not interesting. Nobody cares. Like, why would I, 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 and this is the key. I was so focused on me that... I hadn't realized that the real power is when you focus on your audience and what can they get from your feed. Now, this can be uh, just a direct influence of you as a person, um, or it can be in relation to a business that you have, or whether it's you as a professional career player or whatever it is. I think if you can focus on your audience and how you can help them, and they say that there's three main types of content that really go down well on uh, social media, and that's if you can entertain someone, if you can educate them, or if you can inspire them maybe? I don't know, I think that's those are the three. Um, and I think if you can find out ways that you can do that for your audience, so Dan, I don't know, maybe you wanna, educate people on shoes and why you love them so much and show people your personality that's amazing if you want it to bring it back to your drumming then maybe there are bits of content that you can put out there that will help your ideal fan like who are the people that are on your instagram feed or that you want on your instagram feed is it other drummers is it musical directors is it people that you want to record for is it you know you just want an endorsement with the best shoe company on the planet who I don't know who that is because I'm so not into shoes. But there we go. That's just me. I literally, yeah, you would be appalled by my shoe collection, I'm pretty sure, uh, Dan. But my point is, if you can kind of put yourself in your audience audience's shoes and go, right, what would be beneficial for both of us? How can I entertain them? How can I inspire them? How can I educate them in some way that will keep people coming back, keep people engaging with my content? But on the flip side, also helps what I'm trying to do as well. So my social media feed personally, it's all about um, obviously giving away free materials uh, like Drum Stem Club for other musicians that hopefully inadvertently will lead to us working together through a bespoke drum track through emilydrums.com. If it doesn't, that's fine too. I still get to hear what amazing creations people do with Drum Stem Club, which is gives me so much joy. Um, and then another strand to my brand, business, Instagram feed, however you want to say it, is helping other musicians to reach their professional goals. And that can be through videos of me talking like this, like little snippets, or it could be infographics, or it could be just an inspiring picture with a little story underneath it. it really, there is no hard and fast rules. And for me, social media is very much a playground of creativity. And I really enjoy kind of just working out what works and what doesn't and, and all that sort of, I find it really fun. I think I'm a little bit strange in that way, but it's fine, I don't mind. And the more that I do it, the better that I get. And that's what it comes back to, that sort of quantity versus quality argument. So Dan, I hope that that helps in some way. And all else fails, then just post those pictures from when you were traveling. Um, right, so second question today where and how is the best way to learn rudiments is it just practice 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 and where can you find out how to break them down into manageable exercises thank you so um right the best way to learn rudiments this is not going to be the best answer ever uh is just to play them 
a lot. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Rudiments can be very dull. Very dull, for me at least, and it's usually when I'm just on a practice pad doing rudiments. Good for warm-ups actually, I will say, like before gigs, very useful. But in terms of practicing rudiments, I think you have to make it interesting for yourself. So whether that's playing rudiments along to a song, I used to do that. So you would like substitute, say, one of the, the stickings with a foot, like a kick drum or hats or whatever, depends if you're left or right footed. Um, and or yeah, just just making it interesting, like holding your attention, getting more creative with it and not sort of just leaving it in the confines of the rudiments, either that or trick yourself. So if you say to yourself, right, I will do 10 minutes of rudiment practice, dull, but after that, as a reward for 10 minutes, I will play whatever I want or I'll play to this music or I'll do, I don't know, even something completely different. I get to have a cup of coffee. Whatever it does to whatever you need to kind of trick yourself into doing it, because at the end of the day, all drumming is based on those rudiments. If you can do those and have them down and have your dexterity down, it's like learning the language of the drums. And if you don't learn the language, then you can't speak it, which means that you can't say anything when you're on a gig and you're trying to have a conversation musically with other musicians and in turn then with the audience. I don't know if that's a bit deep and sounds a bit crazy, but that's literally how I see rudiments, stickings, you know, just playing generally is conversational. It's never or very rarely a monologue. And even that, that would be a drum solo. And to be fair, I'm not a big fan of solos I like conversations I like connections I like people that goes behind the drums and away from the drums so that's very much my sort of take on it so yeah trick your brain is my uh, advice on that front um, and someone else I have a feeling this might be Nathan that asked this uh, ages ago but maybe not and it's very simple how do you get so much done um, I, I use a number of methods. There's this method called the Pomodoro Technique where you concentrate quite intensely for 25 minutes and you take a five minute break. I do that in blocks of four. And when I, oh, I make a plan. I should put that, I should say that first really. I make a plan of what I wanna do with a goal. And then I will concentrate really intensely like all other things are put aside. I, I'm not interested in anything else. It's it's very tunnel vision. Um, and I would just concentrate on that one thing. And it might be like batching a bunch of um, social media posts, like creating content for two hours. It might be, uh, yeah, working on drum stem club. It might be recording for an artist. I literally, when I do something, I give it my 100% attention. It's just how I am. Um, I don't know why that is. Uh, it can be detrimental sometimes, but I do use it to my advantage. So I know like for instance, doing this, you will never catch me like, oh, my phone's gonna go off. Watch how now my phone does go off just to teach me a lesson. But the point is I'm like, I'm here, I'm with you. You are the only important person to me right now. And this is what I'm doing. It's the same when I'm working with an artist. If I'm working on your song, your song is everything. It is all encompassing and, and everything in my life right now is just that. So um, yeah, I think crazy focus is the answer to how I get so much stuff done. I will say that it's not necessarily all that healthy sometimes though. So um, yeah, always have a balance for sure. But right, now we get to get to the questions in the room. Again, if you wanna join the conversation in the room, then just go to emilyislive.com. You can sign up and be part of this conversation and the madness. So mainly we've been talking about cake, uh, wedding cakes, cause Nathan has been doing crazy gigs sorry, Nathan Co has been doing crazy gigs all weekend um, until like 
five in the morning. Um, people are loving this co thing. So if you missed the beginning of this live stream in Georgia, so David Lamids has told us about this. If someone is awesome, you put co at the end of their name, which I'm so into. Thank you, David Co. I will say also, someone who, who may even be in right now, I don't know, but who has been in a lot uh, is Makiko, who is Japanese. But so would we call Makiko Makiko Ko? Because I'm all for it. I'm about it. I'm all about it. So, uh, <laughs> right. Let's see what else has been happening since I've been rabbiting on. Um, so Nathan Co says, haha, mine sounds like a Yorkshire person saying, no, thank you, <laughs> Nathan Co. <laughs> no, David Frontman says, welcome to the co. Oh, I'm all about this co, David Co. Nathan says, uh, I'll have to go with Nate. Oh, Nate Co. That sounds like something out of um, Nate Co. Final Fantasy? What was it? Shinra and all that lot? Man, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to seem so weird right now. Nateco, what was that called? There was a, there was like the global kind of evil people and it wasn't Nateco, but it was something like that or maybe something out of like Abe's Oddworld, you know, the guys that are just taking over the whole world. Anyway, welcome to my brain. Um, Dan Lee Co says, I'm a Keanu Reeves character, Danko. Oh, is that, is that a Keanu Reeves character? Is it from um, Constantine maybe? It's literally the only thing I can think of that is in the Matrix right now. Nathan Coe says, what are you doing with yourself then now, David Coe? Oh yeah, so David Coe, David Lemids Coe, has been, I feel like he's been working like 20 million jobs, different jobs, and the latest was chefing, which is always gonna get all of our attentions because we are food lovers in this spot right now. Brandon Co says, you look so happy and excited. I gotta go for a doctor visit, but it should be quick and I'll get back on. Brandon Co, well, if you do, then it'll be lovely to see you again. If not, I hope the, the doctor appointment went well. I had, a, I had an appointment today too. I had to have a cervical screening. Oh, it was gross. I hate it, I hate it. I think most women do not enjoy it. Oh well, it's good. It's, as I say, for like 10 minutes of discomfort, I get a year or, or a few years of um, uh, peace of mind. So that's a good thing. Um, Adam Stanley Drummer's here. Hello, Adam Co. How are you? Um, I hope you've been here since I've explained about the Co thing, otherwise you're gonna be very confused. So, Adam Co says, Hi Emily, the studio's amazing and I'm very jealous of your wood floor. I mean, I'm really sorry you're jealous, but thank you at the same time. Currently listening to you with a click track blasting my ears out while I get my practice in. See? Adam Coe is doing the correct, this is another way, a good way of practicing rudiments. Give yourself a reward. So Adam Coe, bless him, for some reason feels that, you know, that this is, a, this is, well, if I was in his spot, I should say, I would consider this a reward whilst I'm doing my rudiment practice, or I'd listen to a podcast that I really like, although it is difficult with a click, I suppose. Um, but maybe watch a TV program that I really like. I would practice at the same time as doing rudiments so that at least it's not like there's something to look forward to either after or during whilst you're doing it. In fact, today I was doing uh, some bodyweight exercises. I was listening to a podcast episode at the same time because to me, it's like, right, in my head, the rule is I'm only allowed to listen to that podcast when I'm working out. 
it's crazy, but it works and it makes me do it. Um, so yeah, if you can find things like that to like, like, I don't know, maybe you can have like a foot spa whilst you're doing your rudiment practice. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, there's a million things that you could do. Maybe not a million. No, there must be a million things that you could do. So yeah, just try some stuff out and see what, what works and what is fun. Make it fun. Simone Co says, yay, I'm awesome. Sings the Lego movie theme in my head. I love that. I love how random that is. Well, it feels random. Maybe it's not. Jedco is here. Hello. Hello, Emily and friends. I'm on the road in a wet burry. Catch you soon. Burry? Yeah, burry. Um, it's incredibly sunny here today. Yesterday was like biblical wind and rain. I don't know what was going on. Uh, it's still pretty windy actually today, but the sun is out to the point, like I say, I had to put up a bed sheet in the middle of the the window to stop the the sun from hitting my face to like completely wipe me out um <laughs> so dan lee said hello jedco or hey jedco nathan drum says uh nateco is the department of physical geography and ecosystem science in sweden <laughs> nateco how do you know these things Man, you guys are just so clever. I learn something new every time I'm on one of these lives, I've got to say, and I, I love it. I love you guys for it. So David Coe says, Nathan Coe, Nathani Coe. <laughs> Nathani Coe, I look quite like that. That's quite sweet. It's quite a mouthful though, Nathani Coe. Thank you, David Coe. Matthew Hecker is here. Hello, Matthew Coe. Hi, Emily. Good to see you live again. Matthew Coe, it has been forever. How are you? What have you been doing? Where have you been? Tell me about what's going on with you. Um, Nathan Timothy Co is here. Hello, Nathan Co. How are you? And thank you for your email about that that session. Um, yes, I will be in touch with John soon. John Co. Soon. That's very exciting. Yes, I need to sort that out. Uh, Joe Perkins Co. Hello, Joko. Sounds like Costco's rubbish rival. <laughs> Joko. That's. That's pretty good. That's one of my favourites, I've got to say. Joko, how are you? Are you keeping well? Um, so everyone's saying hello to Nathan and Matthew. So Simonko says, Simonko sounds like Japanese clothing. It does. I like that, Simonko. Yeah, I'd, I'd wear a Simonko any day of the week. Uh, and um, Dan Lee says, ha ha, I'm not going to say it. Alexa. Ko. Oh, shit. Alexa, nothing. Co. She's quiet. <laughs> I can't say that word again because we don't need her going off on one. David Co says to Nathan Co. Oh, I'm doing well. I'm in some project. No, no worries about the kitchen. David Co, you are the busiest person. You are one of the busiest persons. Pe persons? People that I know for sure. Um, Nathan Co says, good man, David Co. You are a good man, David Coe. Nathan Coe says, I'm on my mobile, by the way, so sorry for the poor tagging. It's fine. I, I, I'd I, love to say that it made a difference in how I'm able to read things. It doesn't, because my brain just goes all over the shop. So Graham Wilmite's here. Hi, everyone. Hello, Graham Coe. How are you? I'm recording for you on Wednesday, and I am excited. I am so excited. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Wednesday, I'm pretty sure it is sure it's on Wednesday um, I'm really looking forward to that it's 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 so great to be able to be back in the studio and just and just playing and and getting to 
play for people. In fact, so Stuart Co, who was here earlier, we were on a call earlier about a track and he sent me through this wicked blues track. And I was saying, I don't know whether people know this as general knowledge, but my background in drumming and, and how I was brought up is in blues. My dad is a guitarist uh, and he used to always play a lot of blues guitar and used to take me and my sister to blues jams when we were kids, like tiny, like five, six, seven years old. Pretty sure it was very illegal, but it's fine. Um, and so that was very much our surroundings growing up. And then when I started playing the drums, my dad was like, okay, let's go to some blues jams. And, and that's how I started playing live, was playing with people that were, I mean, sometimes like, eight times older than me, seven times older than me. And we would be playing these blues songs and I would learn how to, you know, take cues and, and lead and, you know, all this amazing stuff that you can only learn from playing live. And it all came from blues. So whenever I get sent a blues track, I'm like, oh, my heart, my, my heart. So I, yeah, I'm so happy. And I, yeah, I can't wait to work with Stuart on that. So uh, Dan Co is saying hi to Graham, as is Nate Co, and David says that he will tell Nathan more about his new job in the chat. Okay, so Ali Co is here. Hello, Ali. So, um, oh, the, right. So this is on the discussion of quality versus quantity. Ali says, quality for me every time with everything: drums, relationships, shoes, mince pies. Doesn't have to be perfect but it has to be great quality and quality is subjective. I think you've hit the nail on the head, Aliko, and that is the fact that quality is subjective. I think that if you can do the best that you can with what you have at the time, I think that's really good. But for me personally, I just need to put restraints on it, whether that's a time restraint, whether that's a, an equipment restraint, I don't know. There's a number of things that I need to do for myself that will give me an indicator of when to stop and move on because otherwise I will obsess over something. I don't know whether you knew that I'm pretty obsessive over most things. I'm sure that that's a very subtle thing that you didn't know about me. Um, so yeah, I think, but as I say, for me personally, the more that I do something, the better it gets. So of course my aim is quality, but if I aim on quality, I don't get much done. If I aim on quantity, I get a lot done. And then the quality happens, just happens to go up. So that's why it works for me. But I totally um, get the thing of concentrating on quality if you can without it being a hindrance to yourself. I, it's just how my brain works. Um, and Dan Lee says, I agree on the mince pies, Alico. Yes, Danko, Alico, I agree too. Mince pies, we don't need to go for quantity. We can just go for quality. And Nathan Co is going to always tell us what the best ones to go for are basically. Um, and Graham Co says, yes, not sure about uh, quantity over quality when it comes to food. Do you know what? I'd never thought about it in the context of food. And I think you are all 100% correct. Um, I'm trying to think about where that might not be the case. Again, I guess it is subjective as well. So it is difficult. Because for instance, I love... Um, those gold coins which the quality of chocolate in those gold coins is not great but i love it it's like advent calendar chocolate it's cheap i love it it's so good so but again it's subjective so to me that's quality well i know it's not quality but i love it so it's quality to me um and yeah i'd rather have one 
gold coin or one advent calendar chocolate and I'm about to say something really controversial so I apologize especially for any American and Canadian listeners right now I would rather have one gold coin or advent calendar chocolate over a lifetime supply of Hershey's chocolate I think Hershey's chocolate is possibly one of the most disgusting things I've ever eaten and I always had this reaction to it I can't believe I'm sharing this with you I used to think whenever I ate it, because I, I would try, I think it's the Hershey's Kisses specifically, whenever I'd eat one, because um, I have family that live in Canada, they would bring some over sometimes, so sweet, and I used to see Hershey's on TV and it was like, oh my god, it's amazing, Hershey's chocolate, it's American, woo! Um, and then I'd eat it and it felt like, or it tasted like I was eating sick, and I couldn't understand this this reaction why I felt that it made me feel unwell I hated it it was disgusting it's one of the worst things I've ever eaten in my life honestly um and I didn't get it and then my sister I want to say like two years ago found that actually there is an ingredient in Hershey's this is crazy that is the same or similar to bile in the stomach and that's why it's got that awful taste and yet people really love Hershey's so yes one gold coin or advent calendar chocolate over a lifetime of Hershey's um I'm really sorry if I've offended anyone by bad mouthing Hershey's I just think it's horrendous I don't mind the um oh no they're not Hershey's that's Reese's that is it Reese's peanut butter cups I like them I don't think they're Hershey's anyway uh Ali says uh sorry Aliko says and shows and shows no and shoes Danlico yeah shoes I guess would be the same it's more about the quality over the quantity Nathan Co says okay so that didn't work I've been staring at the intro screen with no sound until just now I'm confused I'm confused Nathan Co have I done something wrong are you staring at the intro screen and I'm being an idiot as far as I can see you can see me right now but please tell me if I'm if I'm wrong on that because that's quite important uh, this is turning into an audio experience for everybody so Dan Lico says sometimes shoes Aliko. All right, okay. So sometimes it is a is a quantity over quality thing. See, this is the thing. It's not a hard and fast rule. I feel like Nathan Co says I'll watch the start back later. Nathan Co, I'm so sorry that I've I I feel like I've dropped the ball, but I have no idea how I have. So I apologise in advance. Nathan Timothy Co says good stuff. Em, thank you, Nathan Co. Um, David Co says what about quantized quality David Coe you're blowing my mind I don't even understand the question because I when I read the word quantized I think about drums and quantizing drums but I'm pretty sure that's not what you mean so quantized quality I don't that is not computing that is not I have no idea I know I should know what you mean. I have no idea. Dan Lico says, great content. And thank you, Dan Lico. I'm, I'm rambling. You do know I love a good ramble. Aliko says, there you go, David Frontman Co. 
quantized quality. Oh, have I answered the question without understanding it? Because I'm a fan if I have, because that saves me being really confused. Simone Co says, this resonates with so many things. I'm so glad, Simone Co. That's really cool. Graham Co says, in most things, I tend to obsess about the quality. For recording music, I made a conscious decision that I was going to worry less about perfection and embrace the imperfections. Has really helped. Graham Co., I am so with you. And I, I rationalised it like this. I don't know about you. Well, I probably do know about you because I know that let's take, I don't know, the Beatles, for instance. They're widely like liked. I know not everyone likes the Beatles, but let's just take it because it's quite a good example. If you listen to their stuff, their early stuff, it is not perfect. There's things out of tune. People, there are mistakes, very obvious mistakes. And yet they are renowned as being this brilliant, unbelievable band. So I'm not being funny. If the Beatles can make mistakes, we can make mistakes. Same with, um, so, oh, should I say that? So uh, if you go back to like 70s funk music as well, or like maybe even a bit earlier, a lot of that stuff, the tempo speeds up and slows down. Now in today's standards, that would constitute as being bad because things are speeding up and they shouldn't. They should be not on grid, but they should be in time. Um, but it's fine and they sound great. And that is, and it's the imperfection that makes it brilliant. And actually it's the thing that makes it human. And that's the thing that makes us connect. I'm not, I don't know about you, but there's nothing more boring for me than seeing like a perfect musician a perfect drummer it's like I appreciate it and I'll be like wow that's incredible for what it is but I very often don't feel necessarily inspired if I see someone's human side like let's say they're playing the drums and then they make a mistake or whatever that endears me instantly and I'm like oh I feel connected to you you're not perfect I'm not perfect cool let's call the whole thing off um I love it. I absolutely love it. So Graham Co, I'm glad that you're embracing the imperfections because I think it's the things that make things so special. David Co says, for me, quantity is important with quality. It's also great when I have more material to work with. Well, David Co, I can tell you that I know that quantity is important to you because you are one of the people from Drum Stem Club who create some of the most work that I've ever experienced using Drumstem Club. And not only that, the quality is amazing, but I know it's because you've just done it a lot. You have done it a lot. And I'm sure that if you, you know, compared your first ever recordings or whatever to the ones that you're doing now, it would be like chalk and cheese because you've just done it so much. And yeah, it's working for you. That's all I'm saying, David Coso. Kudos to you. Aliko says, in the context uh, you're describing for quantity, I have to agree. Oh, awesome. Well, Aliko, I've got to say, in the context that you were saying, I'd have to agree with you too. Dan Lico says, thanks for that insight. Em, it's my pleasure. Like I said, if I'd have worked that out earlier, I would have saved myself so much pain, I think. So I'm, 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 I hope that has helped you too, Dan Lico. Um, so Simonko says, I worry about, about both quality and quantity with my projects, but I put content out anyway. You rock, Simonko. That is, I feel like that's the underlining thing. Like, no matter what you're concentrating on, as long as you're doing the thing, and whether that's putting out content or whether that's finishing tracks or whether that's anything, 
if you're doing the thing, that's all that matters. It's I suppose it's if you're getting stuck on quantity or quality, sorry, I should say, because that's what I got stuck on. Um, then just flipping the, the switch with it, flipping your focus will really help. But if you're nailing it with both, you rock, Simone Co. I'm a fan. <laughs> Nathan Co says, I tend to go for more of a prototyping method methodology. Oh, I'm so in. What are you talking about? Getting something down is in invariably better than nothing. I agree. Then iterating on the quality of the parts of the project until it's my best work. Well, Nathan Co, that is the basis of the whole recording yourself and listening back thing. I think that is, I think everything you're saying is perfect. You're saying it in much more fancy language than I am, can I just say, but that's because you're a fancy person and I am a bit rubbish and sometimes a little bit thick and that's okay. Um, so yeah, I think being able to, I think that is part of the quantity thing though. You, you do something, you put it out there and then you can reflect on it and go, right, what could I have done better? Let's do that with the next one. It, in a way, that's kind of the supercharged version, I guess. Rather than just doing something and moving on, it's like, okay, I'm going to reflect on that and then I'm going to move on. As long as that doesn't stop you from moving on, if that makes sense. And you don't focus on, oh, but this is rubbish or that could be better or whatever. Just as long as you're the momentum, I suppose. Momentum is such a key part of everything, I think. Um, so, yeah, but I love that. That's like I say, that's the whole premise behind recording yourself and listening back and recording yourself and listening back for like the whole of your life, basically, because that is how you're going to get better. Love that, Nathan Coe. Love it. Nathan Coe says, because the bar of what my best work is. Oh, sorry, because the bar of what my best work is will always rise. Yes, Nathan Coe, I agree. And I think inevitably it does, especially if you're being so purposeful with how, pardon me, you're gonna make things better. Adam Coe says, I'm currently between your lots of pieces of art example versus needing to strive for your live stream recording mindset. Did three versions of a client track this weekend, gave my, gave the best, uh, gave the best result, but grrr. Okay, hold on. I feel like I need to read that again. Adam Co. I'm currently between your lots of pieces of art example versus needing to strive for your live stream recording mindset. Oh, so just being as good as you can. Did three versions of a client track this weekend, gave the best result, but grrr. So is that, are you just upset that it took three, three versions or, cause to me, I mean that, that, I mean, you're doing it, you're doing it. And, and, and I think, Unfortunately and fortunately, the nature of our job and, and just being in a creative world is that things can always be better. And, and then they will get better, they will, um, but it does just take time and working in the way that you need to work. So if what you're doing is good enough for your clients and you're happy with it, then just keep going. More, 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 and then inevitably things will be going up. And then, or do, like I say, that kind of tricking yourself into, right, I know this about myself. I know if I have an audience, I do things in a better way. It's part of the reason I'm doing these uh, episodes as, li as live streams, because it makes me more purposeful. Today maybe didn't count because it was a little bit rambly, but I do try and be a little more, you know, thought out in how I'm going to present things. 
Um, and I'd like to think that, you know, my first ever episode of A Drummer's Guide 2, which was my original podcast versus this one right now, is miles apart. And I'd like to hope that this one is better. It may not be in some people's eyes, but to me, I think it is. And that's all that matters to me. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. So you maybe, Adam Co., you don't need to do both things. Maybe just choose one. And, and just don't put too much pressure on yourself. I know you, you and I are very similar in a lot of ways in putting pressure and, and wanting to, you know, really go for it. But whether you like it or not, you're doing the thing. I know you're doing the thing. I see it often. And you're doing it really well, <laughs> really well. So just keep doing it. And it, unfortunately, there is also an element of time and patience that these things take. So and that's, I think you've just got to make peace with that also. Sorry, my shoulder really hurts. Uh, so Graham Co says to Nathan Co, very true. There's always a better best to be found. Yeah, we can all be better. We can always all be better at what we do. But I think that there's kind of like a, a healthy way of doing it, if that makes sense, um, and a less healthy way. And I'm not saying that I do things in the most healthy way. Absolutely not. Um, I've definitely done things to the detriment of my brain in certain ways. But um, yeah, I try and be better. That's the main thing. I think if your intentions are good, then that's good. Nathan Coe says, exactly, M. Sometimes the band and music will lead you in a new direction one night and the rudiments slash language. I don't know why I just did that quotations. The rudiments slash language will help keep you keep up with them. Yeah. 100%. So this uh, Nathan Co is talking about learning rudiments. And yes, it can be pretty dull, but it gives you a baseline of how best to communicate with other musicians on any gig because they are universal. It's like learning how to read music, for instance. That is a universal language. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world with people that may not even speak the same language as you, like um, in speech. But you can still communicate musically. And it's the same with rudiments. You hear something, you are able to react. You are able to, you know, add. You are able to know when to not add and all that sort of stuff. But that only comes with the ability to do everything that you want to do. And then you can choose what you want to say or not say. And, you know, how to highlight other instruments or vocals or all of that sort of stuff. But unfortunately, it does come with that baseline work that you have to do on your instrument. And obviously for drummers, it's very much it's rudiments and it's playing to a click and it's also interpreting and listening to other musicians on stage and in music and all that sort of stuff. So I hope that makes sense. Carl Bayless Co is here. Hello, damn it, you didn't wait for me. Carl Co, I'm so sorry. And by the way, if you are wondering about this co thing it means you're awesome if you put co at the end of someone's name it means they're awesome and david lemidsko told us about it it is a georgian thing we are loving it so carl co it's lovely to have you in um nathan co says pomodoro yeah so the pomodoro technique is uh, uh <laughs> dan co says pomodoro co <laughs> so the pomodoro technique is that thing where you work for a set amount of time you have a break for a set amount of time and you keep repeating this. For me at the moment, I'm doing 25 minutes work, five minutes break. And then I set them in like um, two hour blocks. Every two hours, I have 30 minutes off. So that's how I'm running my days at the moment. Sometimes I do four blocks in a day. Sometimes I do eight blocks in a day. Sometimes I do 12 blocks in a day, less likely the 12 blocks. Um, excuse me. 
I'm really, yeah, my breathing, it's my, my nasal passage is having a nightmare, so I apologise if I'm a bit sniffly, it's not on purpose. Simone Co says, hit the like button please guys. Simone Co, I love you because these are the things that I forget that I should be saying. Should is definitely in inverted commas. So yes, if you are enjoying this, please subscribe and like and share and do all that fun stuff. And if you want to join in on the conversation, go to emilyslive.com and sign up and you can come and ask questions live or before or after the live stream. And I will always endeavour to answer them, whether that's in the session as a short question or if I feel like it's a bigger topic, I will create a whole episode around your question. Um, Yes, thank you, Simone Co. Thank you for reminding me to do that. Ali Co says, I have a love-hate relationship with stick control, but if I practice it to music, I get through it much happier. Ali Co, stick control is the love and the bane of my life. At least you're in good uh, company and I'm not just talking about me. I feel like every drummer worth their salt knows that book so well and feels exactly the same way. It's an amazing book. Uh, it's a painful book. I love it and I hate it and I would never not want to have it in my life. So Ali Co, you're in good company there. Dan Lico says milk, <laughs> milk powder substitute, Nate Co. <laughs> oh man, that's good. I like that. Uh, Carco says Nateco sounds like a budget soup supermarket. Oh, Nathan Co. I'm so sorry. In fact, both Nathan Co's. We've got two Nathan Co's in the house right now. Um, so Carco says trying to do the day job and chart out some songs for another new band. Yes, Carco. Go on then. You can do it. Charting is a new one for me, but the old brain is starting to fail. Carco, I'm telling you, man. That's the brilliant thing. You know how awful my brain can be, but I know that if my chart is there, I can rely on it, which is way better than the brain. I think you're pretty much saying that. Yeah, that's exactly what you're saying. It's so you don't have to rely on your brain. Carco, I'm with you. I don't know whether you ever saw my video about charting, but if it does help you, it's on YouTube. If you just search for, search for a drummer's guide to charting or emily dolan davis charting there's two videos up there one of them is real-time charting um for some songs that i had to learn for a jam session and then the other one is kind of going through it a little more methodically of how i do it so watch those and hopefully they'll help you i hope fingers crossed uh nathan co says a foot spa right left right splash <laughs> splash left right yeah i did didn't think so if you're gonna do rudiments whilst in a foot spa maybe just do the hands maybe not the feet but if you want to practice the feet maybe go and get your nails done or have a nice like hand massage or something yeah that'd be really creepy for the person that's doing it. they're like what is wrong with this person why are they tap dancing on the floor tap dancing apparently is very good for drummers too and breathe hannah dolan davis co is in the house hannah co hello am i seeing you later for Lorian. I hope so. We'll be around at about half five, I think, after dinner. Uh, David Co says Alexis is Alexico. Oh, so there's a there's a there's a there's a change there. I like that. So if it ends in an A, do you change it to an I? Might be too much of a of a rule for me to remember. So I might that might be the capacity of my brain right now, I've got to be honest. Uh, so Adam Coe says, rudiments, pad out while switching half your brain off, watching rubbish series, you won't, 
Oh, you won't tell your friends you enjoy. <laughs> so, sorry, let me read that again. Rudiments. Pad out while switching. Right, so practice on your pad while switching half your brain off watching rubbish series you won't tell your friends you enjoy. I have a suggestion for one of those uh, series that you shouldn't tell your friends that you enjoy. And one of those for me is Married at First Sight Australia. Yes, I'm that girl. I That is what I am watching sometimes when I have time, which is not often, I'll be honest. Zoe Coe's here. Hello, Zoe. I feel like this is the second week in a row that you're here. It's lovely to have you, but lots of love. Lots of love to you too, Zoe. Lovely to see you. Carlco says, hi, Hanco. <laughs> Stuart Coleman Co is giving us a... a, a not a thumbs up, an A-OK, -okay, that's it. Matthew Northco is here, hello. Hi Emily, hope all is good. Got my first proper big gig next week, post-lockdown, uber excited. That's exciting, I'm excited for you. Tell us more, Matthew Co. Where is it? Who is it with? Tell us more, when is it? When is it? Where is it? Uh, Brandon Co says, I'm back. One of the things I want to add is that, uh, add in the quantity versus quality thing. Quantity will produce quality over time. Yes, Badger Co, I agree. I saved it as a timestamp. It's great motivation to see progress. Dude, I think you're right. I think, I think you're right. I think just being able to look back on stuff and then notice how far you've come, it's very hard to realize how far you've come unless you really do record it and then like listen back or watch back or whatever, whatever that version is for feedback for you. I think it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And if you can work it out, what works for you, your, your quids in, as I would say, quids in. Oh, both Danko and Nathan Co have had messages retracted, which is always fascinating, always. Uh, Nathan Co says, I'm with you on the Hershey's chocolate. Nathan Co, another reason that I love you. Thank you for saying that because I was like, I'm about to start a riot, I'm pretty sure, because I feel like people are quite, um, What's the word? Fanatical about Hershey's, I think. Aliko says, lol, totally agree on the Hershey's. It's just not chocolate for me. It is really sickly. Literally sickly. Literally, Aliko. Oh, it's awful. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, so Simone Co said, I tried Hershey's and I hated it too. Sorry. Oh, I'm so relieved that I'm not the only person that I'm finally admitting to this thing. The only person that really knows my disdain for it is Hannah, is my sister. Hannah Co. Sorry, Hannah Co. Hello, Hannah Co. Nathan Co says, gold coins have a nostalgic quality. Yes, they do. Nathan Co. I agree. Graham Co. says, don't think anyone else outside the US will find M's opinion on Hershey Hershey's controversial. Graham Co. I think you might be right. <laughs> But this is, I mean, I will say that the Americans seem to be pretty quiet right now. And I really apologize, but I can't help the way I feel. Um, and Nathan Coe is laughing. Graham Coe says, gold coins make it feel like it used to be when coins were properly big. Yes. Although even the chocolate coins have gotten smaller, I will say. Um, Ali Coe says, so that's why it tastes so sickly. Yuck. I know. How is this not common knowledge? It's pretty crazy. Um... Did I say Aliko? Sorry, Aliko. Nathan Co says, Emily, the YouTube app just didn't update when you went live. Oh, I fired it up on my browser to check why you had been silent for six minutes and you were you were on there, but not on my phone app. Nathan Co, thank you for checking. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I'm really lucky. I, I don't run the YouTube app. Thank goodness. So I don't know what happened, but I'm really glad that you saw it out and I really appreciate it. Always lovely having you here. 
Matt Blacko is here! Question for you, right. Before I read this, let's just uh, give ourselves a bit of a warning. Matt Black loves asking me awkward uh, questions and I'm going to give the most unsatisfying answers for him. So let's see what Matco has to say. Matco says, question for you. Would you rather be forced to sing along or dance along to every single song you hear? And by the way, hello! Hmm, sing along or dance along? Forced to sing along or... I mean, I'll be honest. Okay, Matt Black, I don't know whether this... I'm so sorry. Uh, Matt Black Co. <laughs> so, if I was singing along, would it have to be audible or can I just mouth along? Because I kind of already do that. Um, my singing voice is pretty bad. and But in saying that, my dancing is not much better. <laughs> um, oh, I know what I'd do. Okay, Matt Black Co. What I would do, again, this is so unsatisfying. I'm so sorry for what I'm about to say. <laughs> You're gonna hate me. I would elect to switch it up. So one song would be sing and then the next would be dance and then just alternate the two to make it interesting. <laughs> do you see what I mean? I can't answer a question straight for Matt Blackcoat. I don't know what it is. Mattcoat, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, that's the worst answer ever, but there we are. Simone Co says, I enjoyed a drummer's guide too, even though I don't drum. Oh, thank you. That's so kind of you, Simone Co. That means a lot. Yeah, I, I again, really enjoyed it. Um, it went, how long was I doing that for? Maybe two years? Uh, it's got over a hundred episodes. In fact, well over a hundred episodes. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. But I think what happened was, I realised that the live element was missing for me and I really enjoy the live element. So that's why this new version is kind of the new version. And also exactly what you're saying, actually, I feel like it was geared towards just drummers. But actually, the things that I'm saying aren't, aren't drumming related, really. They're kind of more global than that, like any musician or, you know, any creative or even just people that are not even in the creative industry. So I, I that's why I kind of wanted to rebrand, if you like, to Emily is Live, because it, it kind of works better, I think. I think. I might be wrong, but again, it's part of the quantity versus quality. We shall see. Uh, so David Coe says, let me correct how to put Coe. Uh, so Emily Coe, Nathaniko, oh, Adamiko, Aliko. Oh, so right. Okay. So does that mean David Deco? David Deco? David Deco? So Emily, Emilico, Emilico, Nathan Eco. So we're missing out an I. I'm sorry. It should be Iko, I suppose, unless it ends in an I by the looks of it. So Adamico, I quite like that too. So Simonico, yeah, Simonico, and oh, but it's still, oh no, David Deco, I think. <laughs> Uh, so Hanico, Hanico, there you go. Sounds almost like Honeycomb. Says yes, right. So I will be seeing you uh, shortly. Actually, in fact, that I can't believe it's been an hour already. Adamico says yes. We binged. Oh, married at first sight, Australia during lockdown. Jess is the worst, dude. Watch the newest season that's out. There's some crazy stuff that's happening. And yeah, and Jess, who was what was Jess's um, partner called? Um, Oh, was it? It wasn't Mike. Mitch? I can't remember, but he was so sweet. And I was like, oh, you poor sausage. 
Simonica, uh, Simonico. Oh, he really messed me up here, David Eco. David Eco. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really overthinking it now. Hi, <laughs> Simonico is funny. Hi, Ice Skater 1989, Nico. <laughs> so, uh, Carlico says, just found the charting videos. Cheers, we'll give them a watch. Off to listen to album mixes tonight. Yeah, have a watch. It might help you. I really hope it does. Math, uh, Matthew Eco says, Well, I have two shows with Mike and Kate Westbrook. Amazing. As Mike has just turned 85. Unbelievable. And the London Jazz Festival is putting on three concerts. And the one I'm doing is at the Pizza Express uh, on the 17th with a local warm-up on the 5th. Uh, in Ashburton. Woohoo! That sounds amazing. What a way to gear up your, your live stuff again. That's amazing. I love it. So Adamico says, I might change my Insta name to Adamico. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad shout. It's not a bad shout at all. Uh, so uh, Mattico, here we go. Matt Blackico says, Unbelievable. Emily ducked my question again. Grr. Matico, I'm so sorry. I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's the way that you phrase them, but they really, I don't know. You just hit something with me that I am incapable of actually committing to an answer. I, I'm so sorry. I, I'm trying to work it out in my in my head right now and I just can't. Um, so Adamiko says, Miko drums. Nah. Oh, I like Miko drums. That's that's cool. I like that. Miko drums. Uh, Aliko says, has anyone got their Christmas tree up yet? Aliko. So Tone said to me the other day, he was like, I mean, we could just get a Christmas tree on that. Not yet. He loves Christmas even more than I do. And I love Christmas. Um, so Fernando Eco says, Fernando Co sounds a bit, a little bit weird. No, Fernando Eco. I think it's good. I like it, Fernando Eco. Um, Adi Mico says, Nick was, Je Nick, that's it. Nick was Jess's dude. Ha ha, got the blood boiling watching that. Ha ha ha. Adi Mico, honestly, Watch the latest series of Married at First Sight Australia that's out on uh, E4 at the moment. It's season eight. They missed the season seven over here, but let's not get into that. But this season eight, there are some moments that you're like, how is this a thing? How How is nobody saying anything? How is nobody seeing this? Like, it's crazy. Uh, by the way, super glad that I'm not the only person that is watching Married at First Sight Australia. So Simone Co says, did you voice and play the intro to A Drummer's Guide 2, Emily, Emily Co? Uh, yes, I did. So the drums part was one of Drumstem Club's packs. And I can't remember which one it was. I want to say it was 16 Owls, maybe. Um, and yeah, the A Drummer's Guide 2 was literally me just recording it and then pitch shifting uh, one up and one down because I'm just, yeah, I was, I was like, look, this is just, and it was a spare of the moment thing. It's very much how I roll. It's like, right, I need to create a, a thing. So let me just do it. Again, it's this quantity versus quality. I tried to not put too much emphasis on the quality. I'm like, right, this is just what it's gonna be. Because if you think about a lot of things like theme tunes, for instance, you just take them that that's what it is. You don't actually think, well, a lot of people don't often actually analyze it. Is this good or is this not? So I just thought, you know what? that's not the thing that matters. The thing that matters is me being here right now talking to you. So everything else is kind of like 
if it's if it's done well that's nice but it's not a deal breaker so i yeah that's kind of my thinking with all of that <laughs> uh steve shaviko hello great to see the new studio and steveiko it's lovely to see you and thank you very much i'm enjoying it immensely like you could not believe uh brandinico says ouch your screening oh your screening does not sound fun uh oh yeah my cervical screening not fun at all mine was a therapist appointment ah well brandinico thank you for sharing that i have a therapist appointment that is on thursday i think at 4 30 cbt i absolutely love it my lady is amazing and she keeps me fairly level which as you can probably see is saying a lot can you imagine what i'm like without um <laughs> matiko says what co would yoko ono be so yoko ko ono ko <laughs> yo yeah it must be is it not i mean i'm sure david will reply if he's still here so yoko ko ono ko it starts to sound like backslang. Here's a question. Does anyone here speak backslang? And not pig Latin, but backslang. So if I would say, hi, my name's Emily, it would be, have a guy, move a guy, never game, move a game, never game, never girl, never game. Does anyone speak this language? Because as far as I know, it's me, my sister, Tony understands it, my dad understands it, uh, and maybe a couple of other people can speak it, but it's uh, it, it seems like a North London thing, really. Um, Oh, David is here. David, what would Yoko Ono be, co-wise? Would it be Yoko Ko Ono Ko? Is that right? Buzzing Rock says, nice to see you, Emily. Thank you so much. So lovely to see you. Um, and Brandon Co says, Ali Ko, we never took ours down. Needed the extra happy vibes. Yes, Brandon, that's wicked. I like that a lot. I really like that. I'm I'm going to get a little Christmas tree for the studio, I think, just to put on the desk somewhere. I, I saw one yesterday and I kind of regret not getting it but even for me it's a bit too early Annie Miko says I have to go but this has been awesome by the way I love your uh, stereo bar setup including the yellow cable <laughs> yes it's not discreet at all but uh thank you very much yeah it's just so that I don't have any phase on my overheads because I'm a nightmare with phase I, I, I find it really hard to deal with so that was my way of dealing with it while still being able to keep the coals and the yellow is so that I know where it's rooted and it's easier to, to sort out. Ali Co says, haha, Brandon Co, I love that. Totally get it. We didn't have one at all last year, so I'm itching to get the Dexon tree up this year. Oh, brilliant. And David, uh, David Co says, David Co, David Co says, yes, I'm here. Anyway, on that note, I'm going to call it. It's been so nice hanging with you. And um, thank you for sticking with me with the incessant, incessant co's. But I love you guys. What can I say? Like, this has been so much fun. Uh, as I say, if you want to join in next week uh, and be part of the conversation, then just go to emilyislive.com and you can register there. Uh, and yeah, I hope you guys are keeping well. Enjoy the rest of your week. And who knows what I'll be back talking about next week. Who knows? But thank you for joining me. And oh, as Simonico always says, like follow, share, and yes, and sign up. Emilyislive.com. All right, lots of love, you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye. And Emily is love. Ooh, yeah. Emily is love.